Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 2, Peter's Coal Mine, Part 5 It was a week later that Mrs. Viney remarked to Mother how well this last lot of coal was holding out. The children hugged themselves and each other in complicated wriggles of silent laughter as they listened on the stairs. They had all forgotten by now that there had ever been any doubt in Peter's mind as to whether coal mining was wrong. But there came a dreadful night when the stationmaster put on a pair of old sand shoes that he had worn at the seaside in his summer holiday and crept out very quietly to the yard where the Sodom and Gomorrah heap of coal was, with the whitewashed line around it. He crept out there, and he waited like a cat by a mouse hole. On the top of the heap something small and dark was scrabbling and rattling furtively among the coal. The stationmaster concealed himself in the shadow of a brake van that had a little tin chimney and was labeled G N and S R three four five seven six return at once to White Heather Sidings, and in this concealment he lurked till the small thing on top of the heap ceased to scrabble and rattle, came to the edge of the heap, cautiously let itself down and lifted something after it. Then the arm of the stationmaster was raised, the hand of the stationmaster fell on a collar, and there was Peter firmly held by the jacket with an old carpenter's bag full of coal in his trembling clutch. "'So I've caught you at last, have I, you young thief?' said the stationmaster. "'I'm not a thief,' said Peter, as firmly as he could. "'I'm a coal miner.' "'Tell that to the Marines,' said the stationmaster. "'It would be just as true whoever I told it to,' said Peter. "'You're right there,' said the man who held him. "'Stow your jaw, you young rip, and come along to the station.' "'Oh, no!' cried in the darkness an agonized voice that was not Peter's. "'Not the police station,' said another voice from the darkness. "'Not yet.' said the stationmaster. The railway station first. Why, it's a regular gang. Any more of you? Only us, said Bobby and Phyllis, coming out of the shadow of another truck labeled Stavely Colliery and bearing on it the legend in white chalk, wanted in number one road. What do you mean by spying on a fellow like this? said Peter angrily. Time someone did spy on you, I think, said the stationmaster. Come along to the station. Oh, don't, said Bobby. Can't you decide now what you'll do to us? It's our fault just as much as Peter's. We helped to carry the coal away, and we knew where he got it. No, you didn't, said Peter. Yes, we did, said Bobby. We knew all the time. We only pretended we didn't just to humor you. Peter's cup was full. He had mined for coal. He had struck coal. He had been caught. And now he learned that his sisters had humored him. Don't hold me, he said. I won't run away. The stationmaster loosed Peter's collar, struck a match, and looked at them by its flickering light. Why, said he, you're the children from the three chimneys up yonder, so nicely dressed, too. Tell me now, what made you do such a thing? Haven't you ever been to the church, or learned your catechism or anything, not to know it's wicked to steal? He spoke much more gently now, and Peter said, I didn't think it was stealing. I was almost sure it wasn't. I thought, if I took it from the outside part of the heap, perhaps it would be, but in the middle I thought I could fairly count it only mining. It'll take thousands of years for you to burn up all that coal and get to the middle parts. Not quite. But did you do it for a lark or what? Not much lark carting that beastly heavy stuff up the hill, said Peter indignantly. Then why did you? The stationmaster's voice was so much kinder now that Peter replied, You know that wet day? Well, Mother said we were too poor to have a fire. We always had fires when it was cold at our other house, and don't. 
interrupted Bobby in a whisper. Well, said the station master, rubbing his chin thoughtfully, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll overlook it this once. But you remember, young gentleman, stealin' is stealin', and what's mine isn't yours. Whether you call it minin' or whether you don't, run along home. Do you mean you aren't going to do anything to us? Well, you are a brick, said Peter with enthusiasm. You're a dear, said Bobby. You're a darling, said Phyllis. That's all right, said the station master. And on this they parted. Don't speak to me, said Peter as the three went up the hill. You're spies and traitors, that's what you are. But the girls were too glad to have Peter between them, safe and free and on the way to Three Chimneys and not to the police station, to mind much what he said. We did say it was as much us as you, said Bobby gently. Well, and it wasn't. It would have come to the same thing in courts with judges, said Phyllis. Don't be snarky, Peter. It isn't our fault your secrets are so jolly easy to find out. She took his arm, and he let her. There's an awful lot of coal in the cellar anyhow, he went on. Oh, don't, said Bobby. I don't think we ought to be glad about that. I don't know, said Peter, plucking up a spirit. I'm not at all sure, even now, that mining is a crime. But the girls were quite sure. And they were also quite sure that he was quite sure, however little he cared to own it. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.